I'm talking episode 136 for November 22nd, 2020. This is Joel from the I'm Talking Microcast, where I share my thoughts on a topic that has piqued my interest this past week. This week, we're talking wrong. When you think of the word wrong, you probably think, well, that's a fairly simple word. It's a word we learn early in our life. And, you know, looking at the dictionary definition, it says incorrect or inappropriate. Those are the first two words that it uses. And in my head, I kind of think of wrong as opposite. It's like the opposite of correct or the opposite of appropriate. And you think of in your childhood, how some of the first things you learned is what was wrong because... That's what your parents kept you from. And I think of parenting my kids and teaching them the difference between right and wrong in our house and to instruct them in the ways that I would like them to go um, based on either what I learned or my beliefs and those kind of things. Other authority figures then step in as teachers and coaches and and people that you work for, your bosses, or those kind of things that step in and, and, and start to teach you more about right and wrong. And it's just something that is prevalent in our life. We, we learn wrong from an early age. So as simple as the concept of wrong may be to us, I feel like in the past it used to be more easy that I wasn't as conscious of making a decision about right and wrong that would be incorrect or wrong in of itself. And and then I think of, is wrong the same for everybody? Is there some things that are wrong for me that might not be wrong for you? Or maybe wrong for you that might not be wrong for me? And I think that is a little bit true because there are things in my household when I was raising my kids that was wrong in our house that might not have been wrong in someone else's house. And it didn't mean it was necessarily bad. It just meant this is the way we live inside this home. And so we have rules that were for us. And and then I thought, but somewhere, somehow, things went a little sideways with the word wrong. And and. So we, we went from a lie being wrong to calling it a white lie, maybe just to help us feel a little bit better. Or maybe we went from calling it theft to calling it petty theft to make it feel like not quite so bad. And, and then I got to thinking about who and how wrong is defined. Looking at the who and the how in defining wrong I think early in my life, it was pretty evident. When I, I looked at my parents, they were the who that decided right and wrong for me. And when I looked at the how, it was through their discipline, through their instruction, through their continued watching over me as I matured to be able to learn some things on my own. And and then maybe later in life, uh, it's a policeman and holding up the law of the land, maybe the city or a state or maybe the entire government of the country you live in gets to decide what is right and what is wrong and also how to enforce that. So all those things 
are things that we deal with on a regular basis. And sometimes we don't agree, and sometimes we do agree about who and how. And that's where things can get a little bit messy. And why do things get messy? Well, I think it's because we often choose to leave God out of the who and how of wrong. And who decides what is wrong and how we go about defining it, how we enforce it. And leaving God out makes the world a messy place, I think. I think that God built in us in creation some knowledge of right and wrong. The problem is we often do the wrong, and we see that in Bible stories over and over again, but how did we know it was wrong to do those things? Or how did the people in the Bible know it was wrong? Or in my life, when I do something, how do I define that it's wrong? Well, I think that there are things that God built in us that says, this is right and this is wrong. And we choose to do one or the other. And if that is true, then I think definitions of right and wrong maybe used to be a little more easy. If we take God out of it, then when we define right or we define wrong, we do it based on an ease of conscience in my mind. I think that when we think of things that maybe our grandparents said, well, this is right and this is wrong. And now today it seems a little bit confused. And and there are lots of issues that you could go into. Is, is abortion right or wrong? Well, I don't think we ever had to pass a law to say that abortion was wrong. I think everybody knew that in their head. It was just wrong to kill babies. And so why is there a law that allows that to happen? It's to ease a guilty conscience. If we look at marriage between same sexes. Well, never in the not too distant past did people ever think that was right. It it was wrong. In our hearts, we knew it was wrong. In our souls, we knew it was wrong. Deep inside, we knew it was wrong. So why do we pass a law to allow same-sex marriage? It's to ease a guilty conscience. So when we choose to leave God out, of the wrong that we choose to do, we do that to ease a guilty conscience. I've been guilty of that. There are times where I'm like, I know this is not the right thing to do. I know I'm in the wrong, but I'm going ahead and and I've got all these reasons to justify my actions. This person did that, or that person said this, or this didn't occur the way it should have. And, And so I do that on a personal level just like we have done on a national level. And so what is the challenge for us as Christians? Well, the challenge is to let God's definition of right and wrong rule, especially wrong, to let God's word dictate those things that are wrong and then live accordingly. Not to live as the world says is right or wrong, but to live as God says and it will be way different than the world. We will stand out. We will draw some people to us. We will push others away because we believe that God controls wrong. Until next week, this is Joel from the I'm Talking Microcast.